Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Balance and Water. This is your girl, Balance, and I'm here with my partner, Water. And we're excited for another week and another episode. Um, I just want to start off by saying thank you guys for all the listeners, all the feedback, all the support that we've seen thus far. Um, We greatly appreciate it. Um, Is there anything you want to say to them? Why are you gonna put me on the spot? All right, she 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 I don't, don't want to she she doesn't want to say we anything to you. you. She she doesn't care about you. I just wanted to... no, that's not what I said. But thank you. Uh, the, <laughs> the comments that I've been getting, um, yeah, they're funny. <laughs> and I just want to clarify, I am in touch with a lot of different cultures. Okay. I just don't partake in a lot of their festivities. I'm just a loner. Yeah. I'm just a loner. And I just, really? I, I'm really just No, I just wanted to address that in case people didn't know that I'm in touch with all cultures. They don't care? Well. They don't I, care what culture you're in, in touch with? I just didn't, I didn't want them to feel like I didn't care about my Caribbean family. <laughs> Clearly, people don't care if you care about us. We I... care about us. Don't care about y'all. <laughs> you ain't got the one. You don't never have to um, apologize for not understanding or knowing. We don't care if you do. You ain't gotta be. Understand. You ain't gotta be so rude about it. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> we don't care about the outside world that don't, that doesn't understand or um or you know familiar with what we are who we or what we do we, we <laughs> don't care you make it so far you make it sound like it's something for outer space we don't really care if no one knows what we got going on in the inside we don't <laughs> and i tell you we be in our own little corner doing our thing by ourselves we don't care about outside this if you come along now we don't we will accept you <laughs> But we are not out there trying to recruit you in. We could care less. <laughs> recruit so you me. do not have to apologize. Well, good. That makes me feel fine. But I did want to clarify that in case others may have missed it. Just so okay. we're on the same page. So, anywho. Um, mm-hmm. How have you been? I mean, I know, of course, you, you worked. Have you done anything else outside that may have been exciting? Um, how have you been in general? I've been fine. I'm surviving. <laughs> How are you doing? I am swell, actually. Um, I enjoyed the versus battle last night between Patty and uh, Gladys. Yeah, that was good. It was, I just, they remind me of my grandma because they're around the same age as my grandma. And just the conversations they were having between each other in between the songs, it sounded a lot like what my grandma would do with her friends or even just talking to me. They seemed like a big Yeah, they were having phone. regular conversation like people weren't watching. Yeah, it was like they were on the phone and we weren't there. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I just want... It was good to hear authentic voices that you know clearly was never... Um, 
auto-tuned or, I mean, I guess back then they didn't have that much technology where they could do too much engineering to the music. So what you heard was truly their voices and you knew that because when they sang, it was still their voices. Right. And they were so passionate about it. Like everything that they did, every song that they sung, like they legit enjoyed it. Like Auntie Patty said, like it was the closest thing they had to performance since being in quarantine. Like she had her whole layout with the shoes like she would on stage. I just like the whole props. Mm-hmm. It really told both of their personalities um, from everything. I loved how Patty, you know, would pull out her mirror, you know, fix her lipstick, you know, make sure everything was together like the true diva that she is. So it, it was fun. Okay. It was it was exciting. And I found well, I found some songs that I had never like knew that uh, Gladys had was singing or whatever. I didn't know the songs were sampled by the current artists now because a lot of them I had heard the beats, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I didn't know that people sampled these other songs. You know what I'm saying? Because they weren't as mainstream. But I guess because most of them like from the '60s or early '80s, and I wasn't born then, so I wouldn't really know. So it was dope. Oh, right. Very young, yeah. Yeah, super young. But I will say that um, I want to figure out who that heifer was that Patty was talking about in the conversations. What heifer? She was talking to Gladys about something that happened. Um, I don't know how long ago. I'm I'm assuming like when they were, you know, in their younger years, but she was referring to somebody as a heifer in which today's terms we call a hoe. But she was like that heifer and then name drop. So I was trying to catch that T as well. Really? Stay out of the people business. <laughs> you don't just mention Just that. like your grandmother or Yancey would have told you. Stay out of grown people business. Well, my grandma is quite messy, if I must say so myself. So she oh, usually... Lord. I should have known. That's mm-hmm. where you get it from. Absolutely. She'll, when she's getting ready to tell me <laughs> something, she'll put her head down and start whispering as if like we're in a public place, but we're clearly in her house. And she'll be like, I ain't one to gossip, but Bessie <laughs> made And she starts spilling all the tea. <laughs> and I don't know nothing. I don't know nobody, but it'd it be good and juicy. Mm-mm. Mind your business. <laughs> but I just want to say that was very entertaining. I enjoyed myself. I stayed up for the whole entire thing. I even got my parents listening to it. It's your old ass. You should have, I know it went past your bedtime. It really was. You know how early you go to bed. Okay, so what we're not going to do is come for me. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's what we're not going to do. Okay. All right, you right. Okay, I just, I just, right. I just want to put that. A thank you. Um, have you hey, seen the um, the docu series Black Love? What the docu series called Black Love? Uh-huh. Have you seen it? Uh-huh. So I take that as a no. I mean, I've seen, I've watched a few minutes here and there. So no. <laughs> I, need I mean, you. I watched some of it. I mean, not this season, I didn't. When the first season came out, I had watched a few episodes. And then I watched like 10 minutes of it the other day, and I was like, okay. 
I just want you to get in touch with your more sensitive side. Well, you know, I'll the, tell my therapist to, to work on that with me. Yeah, please. Trust me, she want me to, too. <laughs> I just sure. I, I just want you to love a little bit more. I do love. I just love in my own way. And I don't need to hear about love all the time or people's love all the time. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but I love you. Here you go, this fool shit. So see, what you wanted to say about this show? See, 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 guys, she can't even accept the love that I give. You don't you say with me today. <laughs> no. we're, we're not about to have a whole session on this, <laughs> on this podcast, this episode. We're not doing that. What did you want to say about the show? I just wanted to say that it's been very dope thus far, the first two episodes um, this season. Um, I just, that's it. I just wanted to give them a compliment that they're doing really good with this season. Um, I know that they touch bases on the mental health aspect when it comes in regards to love, what you don't see displayed. Um, That was on this past episode, this past Saturday. And it was actually really good to hear the struggles that other people go through as far as mentally and how they deal with the person that may be depressed or you know, everything that's going on, especially with the quarantine. Um, so it just gives you a different perspective because a lot of times when you look at other relationships or just people in general on the outside, everything looks good, especially with a picture of them and their family. But when you actually, when you're actually able to dive into it, the biggest thing I was able to take away was that no matter how good they look on the outside or to the world, you may want to check on your friends or um, family members or your spouse because on the inside, a lot of times they're not doing okay. So that was it. Very true. Yep. So everything you said was facts. Yeah. So it, it, it was dope. That was the first time I had ever seen that aspect displayed um, in regards to black love, I guess, because, you know, you're quote unquote, not supposed to, as African-Americans or black people, we're supposed to kind of suppress how we feel. It's not supposed to be something that's accepted. Who told you that? Well, that's just how society has always made it feel, especially in the black culture and especially with men. And I want to say on this past episode, a lot of it was dealing with black men, you know, and their depression and having to actually accept it once they were diagnosed with it and figuring out ways to help them cope with having it. Cause you know the, the yeah, it's funny to me that people, when when people say, um, you know, like you were told in the black culture that you're not supposed to do and not supposed to have feelings and emotions and all these things, but it comes to a point in your life where you know you're a whole adult, and just like you didn't listen to your mother tell you don't have sex before marriage, or you didn't listen to them when they said you know don't be drinking and whatever. You have the same opportunities to say to yourself, like, no, I'm going to get help when I need it, or I'm going to express myself. Or So it's like, as much as we can say that it is a stigma that, that's in our culture, we also kind of voluntarily choose to ignore those things. We do things that work for us when we want it to work, so what's convenient for us. Right. And a lot of things. But it didn't take me a long time to realize, like, oh no, emotions are important, whether or not I actually use them, right? And whether or not I actually acknowledge the ones that I have. 
But no, that is important. It is important to feel things and, and to be able to express and understand mental health and, and all of these things. So it didn't take my culture for me to understand that. It, it more or less took, I guess, life experiences for me to understand that. And that happened young. Right. And I think the biggest takeaway I saw as well was that a lot of them didn't know they were um, experiencing something mentally as far as depression and or whatever. They just knew that they didn't feel okay, but they're like, you know, I'll get over it. Maybe I'm just tired. Maybe. Well, no, you just don't want to put a name to it. Nobody wants to say that they're depressed. Right. But you absolutely know when you are not yourself, when you don't have any sort of, um, like, outlet, like, good, uh, like, when when life just doesn't seem the same to you. You know, it's just people don't want to mean things. It, that's hard for somebody to say, I'm depressed, because usually the, the minute you tell yourself there's something wrong, you just assume that, oh, I need medication, or, right. or I'm crazy. Right. You know, and that's not the case right and and that's and, and that's what i was getting to like the black community makes you feel like if you're depressed you're kind of like a crazy person that's how it's always been it's getting better now but it's always been something that you shouldn't speak up about or they'll try to put like religion into it and say you know that's the devil you know just just weird stuff right. like there instead of accepting that you know everybody goes through different things Everybody handles things differently and everybody are affected by things differently. And especially for men, they make it seem as though you have to be strong for everybody without allowing them to address Mm -hmm. their emotions. And if they do address their emotions or their feelings, it makes them weaken. How can you lead a family if you are emotionally weak? That's always something that's kind of been engraved in the culture, which I dislike. Um, but that's why a lot of men, they don't address their, their feelings, emotions, what they're going through. And they tend to just internalize it and keep it until they almost run themselves into the ground into a a major depression. Yep. So it was dope. That's all I want to pretty much say in regards to it. I was just, you know, it was, it was a dope episode. That's it. Okay. So. Okay. This topic, I want to talk about um, the situations in regards to baby mothers and baby fathers. Um, do you feel like the even if the mother of the child and the father of the child are no longer together, do you think it's the father's responsibility to take care of the child and the mother or just the child strictly? What are your thoughts? I have no thoughts on this because I'm neither nor a baby mother or baby father. But from the standpoint of a woman, I would believe that the father is supposed to first and foremost take care of the child. Mm-hmm. But I feel as though, depending upon the situation, it's very much situational. But I also feel like if you know that something's going on with your baby mother that in turn affects your child and your child's livelihood or your child, you know, like day to day, Mm -hmm. then I feel like 
the decency in you would be to help the situation. Right. But you should not be taking care of this person because if I now have to take care of you and the child, then I need to just take my child because, I mean, you can't take care of this child. So, um, I do... I do think that you should be you should help if you can and if it is wanted, but not for her to be sitting there expecting to be um, supported. Right. So, so yeah. For for me, I have two angles on this. Um, I totally agree that everything is situational. Um, I do agree with the stance that if the mother of the child is going through something and the situation that she's going through and she may need help say, you know, for instance, we have this whole quarantine situation. She loses her job due to us, um, in this pandemic, the child, she's the prime, the child's primary caretaker, meaning she has a child 98% of the time. This is a situation where the child would be affected by everything that she's going through. So in this situation, I think that maybe, he should help her out in this situation. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's a situation where she has the ability to do more for herself, but she's still struggling, I feel like it is the father's responsibility and only the father's responsibility for him to take care of the child. And mm-hmm. if she's not putting herself in a situation to do more for herself that he should not have to pick up the load for her as well and take care of his own home um, while she has a child. I feel like, you know, maybe she should give over the rights or custody at least to him until she gets back on her feet. And I just, the reason why I brought up this topic is because I see a lot of situations happening now where, you have men in a better situation than some women and the women are expecting because they had the child that the men are supposed to take care of them as well when they are making less than them. Even though she may not be struggling, but she may, you know, just be able to take care of herself, but he may be making a significantly more amount of money she thinks that maybe he should be doing more as far as taking care of her, maybe paying her bills, even though she can afford them by herself, but he should pay the bills because the child stays there. Now that situation, I totally disagree with. I totally disagree with. And I feel like the child is not a ticket for security for a mother's well-being, if that makes sense to you. Meaning like... I mean, that's what it's, supposed, it's not supposed to be, but that is what has happened. I think also it's, it's more of like um, a way of making the man... Oh, because I feel like a lot of women don't let go. And so when it was a personal breakup, they they choose to use the child for everything, to hold on to him, to hold on to the possibility, mm-hmm. um, and and whatever support they were getting. So, at feel- some point, but a woman is also, nine times out of ten, 
if she's not doing well, she's not going to, it's not usually um, looked at in a good way for a mother to say, oh, I, I cannot right now take care of this child, so can you take custody of the child for right now? Because the stigma of you couldn't take care of your child, you're a bad mother. Right. But it's no woman is going to want that. But then it becomes a situation of, or at least this is how I see it. I see it as parenting, co-parenting as being a team. So everything should be for the well-being of the child. I don't think that is necessarily making right, the mother. So those who have that, mm-hmm. these, these situations aren't even spoken. This right. is, this is nothing. Right. This is not a situation for them. They understand, they know what needs to be done. So on, so forth. I have seen co-parenting and some of the, the best situations. And I'm like, yeah, so this does, this does exist. Mm-hmm. This is possible, right? right? But then I've also seen it in the absolute worst where you can just tell that this fight is not about the child at all. It's all about the feeling wanted, the feeling um, left and abandoned a lot of times by the woman, you know, all of it. And, and then it becomes ugly. Right. So, um, those who co-parent, this is not even a situation right. for them. This, this, this is easy. But for those who are messy and who did not have a good breakup and it was all personal and all these things, then this is where you have that these type of situations occurring a lot of the time. Right. Because I, I'm just like, it, it should always be the mindset that regardless if one or the other makes significant more, I don't think it's either one of the party's responsibility to take care of the other person because at the end of the day, we're all adults. Um, the only one we should be taking care of is the child. So if things don't work out, the mother should have a hustle. She should have something that she is doing, um, outside of him regardless, because what do you do if something happens to the child's father? God forbid, you know, he goes on to glory sooner than what he's supposed to, you're now in a situation where you have to take care of this child with nobody else. You may have family, but you don't have the father. So what are you going to do in that situation? You can never, you should never depend on the other party to take care of you. Yeah. You have situations where, you know, you may lose your job or whatever, you know, temporarily, but you should always be striving for your own so that you don't have to worry about that. And I feel like a lot of guys, or I've even seen guys that have felt like they're indebted to make sure the mother, the child's okay and live the same type of lifestyle that he lives. If he was living a nice one, just because he wants his child to see him taking care of the mother or making sure the child is okay. And I think they get that line kind of skewed of taking care of the child and taking care of the mother. Because by taking care of the mom and giving her the same lifestyle that you've earned, you're now kind of enabling her. Especially if she can't take care of those things or buy these things or do these things if you're not around. Yeah, I also think they subconsciously take care of the mother so that we don't cause... It's like, if I take care of her, then she'll just shut up and leave me alone. Right. So I think a lot of it is to kind of temper the situation, kind of diffuse issues. And usually... It becomes a bad situation. It usually turns bad when 
he then finds somebody. Right. Yep. And whoever he finds starts to tell him, this ain't right. You can't keep giving her and doing all this stuff for mm-hmm. her. Like, what is she doing? She, You know, she's not supposed to be sitting here depending on you. Then it becomes an issue. Because now there's this total war with my, the person I'm with now is telling, showing me that this is wrong. And I, I do need to put my foot down because she is getting out of control. And a lot of the times the women get out of control when they know he has somebody new. Right. And that's exactly what the direction that I was getting to of how it's going to escalate and become worse once someone gets, someone else comes into the picture. Because as women, we have feelings and emotions. And no woman, if you're in a situation where, you know, there is a child involved prior to you coming into the picture, you don't want to see him giving his, the mother of the child, the same treatment that you're getting outside of the sex. And so once you try to take those things away, that's when the bigger issues come into play. Like, what are you going to do now as the mother of the child? Now that I'm taking away the perks pretty much. Yeah. I was paying your rent. Yeah. I was taking care of my child, but now I'm just going to take care of the child, give you money every month or whatever the child needs. You can reach out to me, but I'm no longer going to pay your rent. I'm no longer going to buy you a BMW or pay that car note. So it's almost like he's, you clearly not talking about regular people. I'm just, I'm just, I am. I'm just talking about yeah. it in general because a lot of times, even regular people, the guy will overexert himself and give more to the mother of the child to make sure she's okay because he doesn't have anybody else to take care of besides the child. So he feels like he needs to help her out or give her more because she's watching him 98% of the time while he does what he wants to do. And then somebody else comes into the picture and now it's like, I can't do this anymore. So now you're taking away what you were giving. And now you have this whole toxic situation between the mother and the child and you. And now she's ready to put you on child support. Mm. So it's like you can't even start that overexerting and overdoing things. Because now it's like you've given me this lifestyle or you've, you've given me a situation that now I expect for you to do more than just take care of the child. And now you're taking it away because of a new bitch, quote unquote, comes into the picture. And then the mother of the child's excuse is... This is why you have to be very careful with who you choose yeah. to have children with. Yeah. You have to. You have to think this through. You can't just be... I mean, I hate to say lay up, but you can't just be producing children with people that you know. If you guys don't have a solid foundation, and I mean... Breakups can cause a lot of, um, you know, it could be ugly and it can cause a lot of issues, but you got to know who you're laying with. When you are laying with somebody, you need to think to yourself, like, could this person, could I deal with this person for 18 years if I have to? Correct. After we're done with this, just in case we have a child, could I deal with you for 18 years? Are they even mature enough to have you know, a conversation, communication, help me help you co-parent. Will you be able to truly be there and be stable enough? Like all of these things should be running through when you let somebody run up through you. (laughs) I'm just saying. I mean, I totally agree because my biggest thing is that when I look from the outside in, because of course I'm not in this situation, but it's just like, 
you guys do not think about it. The person that you're laying up with doesn't have a solid career or a solid job. And you guys are okay right now. What's going to happen to the child? Or the honestly, pro- it's not even about a job. For me. Like, I've always said to myself, like, I would never be, and granted, I have not been one, so I don't know this may change. Mm-hmm. But I've always said to myself, like, I always have to know that if I get pregnant, um, I will... I have to know that I will be able to take care of my child with or without the person pregnant. Correct. Right? Correct. I'm not fighting, uh, going through no um, child support or anything like that. Because at the end of the day, the child has no clue or does not care whether or not he gave me this $76 a month or not. Right. But I need to know that even if you don't have a job, okay, I can. Or if you lose your job, okay, cool. I can still hold everything down. But are you still going to come and pick him up and take him to go get his haircut? Are you going to be there for the parent-teacher conference? Are you going to be able to... You know, there's other things that is way more important than the financial help. Right. Because the kids have no clue what that... Kids don't have no concept of money until they get older. So they don't know that daddy didn't spend his money this week, and that's why, you know, whatever, I didn't get whatever... But if Daddy came through and took him to the park and showed up at his football game and made sure he got his hair cut, and, you know, that is the stuff that kids will take on more than or remember long-term more than anything else. Or they'll sit there and remember Mom always saying, yeah, Daddy ain't paid child support. That's why we can't <laughs> get this. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, why are you even doing this? So you have to, as a woman, know that, hey, can, can you handle without that child support? Child support is not guaranteed. Right, right. I think that is like a scapegoat, too, because as women, you know that you have that option in your back pocket. So I know a lot of women use that as leverage. Some women actually need it because the guys are just trash, but a lot of them use that as leverage to kind of get what they want. And it's true enough, like you said, the child doesn't know or understand the concept of child support and what daddy did or did not give her. He's just worried about him being around. And that's where that fine line gets crossed when, you know, the financial aspect is seen as first more right. than the father being around the child. Right. That and, and, and it sucks because that's where everything comes into play. Like the future is shaped around the child. If he can, if the father can financially provide for both of them in a lot of cases, if the father right. can he only a good man until he paid child support. What? Right. But he may be doing things on the regular for the child. But because exactly, he's, but because he's only making a he's making a significant amount more than me, and I'm over here having to work live paycheck to paycheck. I don't feel like that's right. Right, and and that's where you get this whole messy situation, and it becomes like the man feels like he got to take care of her. I understand that you guys have created this family over here, but I don't think that the father needs to take care of the child. I do not feel like that is. He doesn't have to take care of the mother and the child. Sorry. I feel like his only yeah. responsibility is the child. The child needs to go to the doctor. And I mean, and the only time that that happens is when, <laughs> this is this is a whole other thing. If that's what you're looking for, man, then you should have married him because then you could have got spouse support. That's the only <laughs> time that that happens. So 
Just because you laid up with with Leroy, don't mean <laughs> Leroy is supposed to take care of you. He was he was only a girlfriend. Sometimes less than that. Right. So just understand when you become somebody's wife, mm-hmm. then you start talking about who needs to take care of you for however long they need to. Other than that, just miss me with all this. You no. Right. right. No. Right, and I know these are not regular. And that goes on both sides, because I've seen women have to pay child support. I've seen women. Oh, yeah. I know women who have to pay um, spousal support. Yep. So it goes both ways. Right. And that's why you, you honestly just have to get to know the person that you're with. Because, like you said, I'm one of those people where I see it as I'm not having any children until I can actually effectively take care of this child by myself. So that I know that regardless of what the father can or cannot do, I can do this by myself without having to depend on what he does or does not give. But I don't think a lot of people see that aspect. And it sucks because guys get into this situation where they enable the mother, the child for so long. And when he tries to move on or get married or do something, now you have this whole messy situation where, you know, the two women are attacking each other because one feels like he's doing too much and we're trying to start our family, but we can't because he's giving you more than what he should to should, should do because you want to have the, the nice person he can afford it. But that's overstepping his boundaries. That person does mm-hmm. not take care of the child. He buys yeah. the school clothes at the beginning of the year. He pays the health insurance for the child. Um, he gives you money every two weeks for, you know, food to put in your house. I think that's about it. I don't think anything else outside of that should be done. Car note, that's your responsibility. That's your vehicle, not his. Food, water, yeah. that's your responsibility because at the end of the day, you're a parent just like him, 50-50. So if he... That, that's, I mean, if, so if the child wasn't there, would you have still expected him to take care of you? Nope. And, and that's And that's the thing. They wouldn't. Because they have no right. to. If you had to. broke up, if you had just broke up, because, I mean, if that's the case, and I got some niggas who owe me some shit. <laughs> if we break up, are you still expecting the person to take care of you? That is a great point. No. No, right? right. So don't think that just because you brought this other, you know, individual in, or, for, okay, let's even take it another step. If you were with somebody, you did not, you did not have kids. Mm-hmm. with the person but you came into the relationship with children mm-hmm. and that person Ooh. had been helping you take care of this child are you still expecting them to do those things mm, that's a good point now does it does it end up being like a timeline situation like how long they've been together like I don't know how long he's been but around you've the been around my child for a significant amount of time and my child is so used to you to, to Daryl being in the house and now Daryl is not in the house anymore. Mm. Are you still expecting him to do those things that he was doing with your child? Mm. That is a solid point. You, you, sh- you can't, you shouldn't, and the person doesn't have that. It, it, it's going to be hard for them to leave, but it they shouldn't carry that. Like, oh my no. God, I'm leaving this child. I mean, it's better off the child seeing you not there um, than, uh, than you guys being together and being miserable, right? If you really don't need to be together. But is that an expectation that you're going to have that the person supposed to still take care of you and your child after they leave? That is a very solid question because 
Only way I see those ties being broken, if he feels like I've been in this child's life since he was one years old, he's now seven or eight and he knows me as father, but me and the mother no longer together, he may feel like he is the father to this child because that's the only person that he knew as a father that he may have to take care of the child. Right. And it never. But is that right for him to feel that way? I mean, I don't know. I mean, because technically that's not your child. That's not your responsibility if we want to be technical. But when you talk about emotions and attachments, you may feel like, so as I was saying in regards to attachments, maybe that step in father may feel like he's indebted to the child because he's been there for the vital years of his life. So when it comes to him technically not being the father of the child and he decides to leave, he may feel like he should have to step up and maybe the mom is dependent on him if they've been together for so long and he pretty much raised the child. It may not be right, but I mean, that's technically... He's allowed to make whatever decision he wants to and he's not right nor wrong. Right. I just don't feel like the mother needs to make it an obligation of him or anybody. Right. But... But that's just that's just the issue. And I think what sparked this conversation is the fact that I'm seeing a lot of celebrities. Well, a few, not a lot. A few uh, where these these rappers or whatever have children prior to their new relationship. And now that they're being a better father, maybe even a better person in this new relationship, you have these the mother, the children, you know, expecting all these lavish things like uh, nice cars or whatever, just because the father, the child can't afford it. And I don't necessarily think that that is right as long as he's taking care of the child, spending time with them. That's all that matters. And I don't think that even if he can't be around the child as often, I don't think that he should have to spend more money to compensate because that still is almost like the child doesn't have a father. And that should be the ultimate goal. Absolutely. So, yep. Um, we're going to go ahead and end this this uh, podcast for this week because uh, we're having some technical difficulties and I don't want anything else to happen where it's just me talking about myself and you guys are not going to have any other response. She, she got that uh, Teddy Riley Wi-Fi, y'all. That's what's happening. Okay, so what we're not going to do is we're not going to come for me. She got Teddy Riley. That's not funny. I mean, I mean, it's funny for a little bit, but it's not that funny. Ooh, funny to me. <laughs> but this is the first time it's happened. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and end while we have everybody on here. Um, So, don't forget to subscribe. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, um, and Stitcher as well. Um, we also have something exciting to, you know, announce maybe in the next coming week. Maybe the next episode we'll let you guys know. Um, but that's it for this week. Do you have anything else you want to say, Water? Careful who you lay up with. Yeah, be careful who you lay up with. That is a, that is pretty sound advice. Pretty sound advice. All right, guys. Stay oh, huh? All right. So stay tuned for the next episode, guys. Bye.